Season 3, Episode 24, your uh, midweek bonus feed for this week. And I'll tell you, I mean, there, there was an, another great supply of stupidity. For some reason, a lot of daddy issues this week, you know? Son gets mad, shoots the dad. Or dad gets mad, shoots the son. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, we got some other strange stuff also going on. Um, well, you just have to listen to find out. And let me just whet your appetite. Okay, this is just ramping up for the weekend feed that's coming up on Saturday. Okay, with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Th th this, uh, it just continues to get <laughs> more stupid. That's all I can say. This is should be cathartic for anybody that's just having to live through stupidity, you know, and you want to, you know, punch something. Well, relax, take a deep breath and let the therapy of stupidity begin. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're looking for stupidity, well, I'm going to bring it. I'm Eric Lane, and I am very much insane, uh, especially after reading some of the stuff I have for you this week. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And let me tell you something. If you've ever thought you've done something really stupid, I promise you, by the time you finish listening to this midweek bonus feed of my stupid world, trust me, you'll have a complete change of attitude. And I know there's somebody out there who feels the same way. So do them a favor and share the podcast, okay? And uh, you can do me a favor too by, you know, telling somebody else about it. Now, the word is spreading and stupidity is addicting. So make sure you subscribe so you won't have to go looking for stupidity. Stupidity will just find you, okay? Don't forget, this is one of two feeds every week. I've got this one, and then the one on Saturday that features my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, with more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And we always enjoy a good round of the Insane Game Show, where you can even play along as well. This is all five-star stupidity, so do me a favor and give it a five-star rating. And, you know, write a real stupid review, too, of the podcast on whatever app you're listening to. And, uh, you know, I might even read some of your stupid reviews if I you know, know that you've written one, okay? Especially if you listen to it on uh, the Apple Podcast. It, uh, for some reason, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts help to uh, make the uh, podcast a little more visible in search engines, as if you don't have enough visibility in stupidity when you get on search engines anyway, okay? I know it might be a little creepy to go looking for stupidity. I don't know, but this, I don't know. Whether, I don't know whether this is creepy or romantic, Okay, I mean, this is one of these things that might seem so cute if it was in a romantic comedy, like a rom-com. But frankly, life is not like a Hallmark movie. Okay, because in real life, this is, well, borderline terrifying. A woman in North Carolina named Michelle Kimball was walking her German Shepherd a while back when she crosses paths with this man. And he looked friendly. He stops and strikes up a conversation, pets her dog, asks, hey, are we okay to get a photo of you and the dog? So her name, Michelle Kimball, she says, sure. 
uh, you know, I mean, he didn't really think twice about it, right? Well, a few hours later, Michelle gets this mysterious text. Turns out to be the same guy who'd pet her dog a few hours earlier. Now, she was a bit confused, so, well, he explained that he got her number off of the dog's collar. Yeah, you know, like if you find the dog, call this number. No, well, Michelle told the guy that was a bit creepy and blocked him. <laughs> Not that it should matter, but you see, Michelle is married. So if the guy was savvy enough to sneak her phone number from the collar, you'd think he'd be observant enough to see the wedding ring she has on. Now, this happened to Michelle a couple of years ago, but the story you just got noticed when it was featured on Inside Edition, along with another woman who had a guy try to get her address off of her dog's collar. Yeah, really. Tell, well, here's Michelle actually talking about exactly what happened to her. I don't know anybody by that name. How did you get my phone number? And they said, oh, I got it off of your dog's collar. Why would anybody think that's okay just to get my phone number from my dog's collar? That's in case my dog gets lost. Yeah, that's a little bit um, creepy. Okay, that could probably lead to some things that you probably would not welcome. Yeah, now, I would welcome free. Um, I would welcome something free, like free chicken wings. Somebody hands me free chicken wings. I don't ask questions. You know, hey, well, I would if they were boned chicken wings. See, I, I'm basically lazy. I don't really care for having to do all that work to gnaw what little meat is on chicken wings off of a bone just so that I can get some kind of satisfaction. No, I give me boneless chicken wings, I'll be much better. But anyway, if it's free, I don't ask questions. I just eat. Okay. Well, some of us are pickier than others like me who don't like to eat around a chicken wing bone. But there is a 30-year-old guy named uh, near Salt Lake City, Utah. He got a little angry at his dad after he bought chicken wings for dinner but didn't buy the kind that the son wanted, you see. That's not really clear what kind of flavor or what kind of a variety the son was expecting. I mean, if I wanted chicken wings, and uh, let's say that they were not boneless chicken wings, I probably wouldn't eat them, but I wouldn't do this. Now, this son was not happy that, I guess, the wrong kind of chicken wings were bought, but they got into this big argument and the son grabs a gun and fires a shot at his dad, but misses. <laughs> the dad ducked. So basically the bullet went through the wall and into their neighbor's apartment. And it ended up lodged in the person's dishwasher. Oh, that's lovely. N nothing like having neighbors like that, right? Remember, did I say this was in Salt Lake City, Utah? I didn't think anything like this happens in Utah. You know, they're all peaceful out there, right? Well, apparently not. Well, in the, the, the son and the father ends up wrestling over the gun. The son fires two more shots into the ceiling. And, well, luckily, they got lodged in another neighbor's floor and didn't hit anyone. And the son now is going to be facing charges for attempted murder. Jeez. Some people... I guess just take their sauce way too seriously. You know, as they loaded him into the ambulance, the father was heard yelling, When I get out of jail, you're grounded, boy. No Xbox for a month. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and, and for some reason, people get into big brouhaha's over 
poultry-related incidents. And here's another poultry-related crime. This one was in central Pennsylvania, where a 21-year-old or a 20-year-old woman is facing charges because she got into a row and a big argument with another woman at Walmart. That's always a good place for that to happen too, right? So this woman grabs a package of cold chicken and nails her in the back of the head with it. Yeah, not really clear if it was frozen or just refrigerated, but still, I'm not sure about this method of reheating cold chicken anyway. Maybe a microwave would have been way easier. I don't know, but I likes my chicken how I likes my women, cold and greasy. <sighs> wow. All this over chicken. Jeez. A lot of high emotions, you know. People, people seem to be really short-fused here of late. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, with all this high emotional reactivity, I guess in the worst case, a lot of us turn into reactaholics, as you have obviously noticed, where they're compelled to react negatively to others to maintain a sense of self. In the throes of reactivity, we kind of lose sight of what we're, I don't know, what we're for you know, or even what we want with all the hyper-focus on what we're against or what we don't like or what offends us. We react to jerks like a jerk, right? That's why you end up on my podcast. Now, a quick way to tell if you're a reactaholic is to notice how you approach a workplace meeting. If you're not sure of your position until someone says or does something to which you can react in a definitive usually ego-defensive way, you may well be a reactaholic. But here's another test. Are you concerned about getting your buttons pushed? Seriously, there are people out there that I really think are just looking for the opportunity to be offended. Just try me, okay? I'm just waiting. You know, when you, you, you go and, let's say, confirm a hotel reservation, or you go to check out at the grocery store and you have a lot of items or whatever. You're just like, it's like you're it's like on a countdown. Okay, let's see if they can push my buttons while I'm here. Do you ever worry about how you're going to react at work or home? Or do you tense up when you get near certain people at work? I can only name one person that was like that. And trust me, he deserved it. Do you brace yourself before you walk in the house? Or when, you, when you're home, do you tense up when you hear your partner close the front door? Oh, boy. Do you not bring up certain things because you don't want to think about the responses you may get? Or do you find it hard to think about the future? Any of these, that could mean you are a reactaholic. Or maybe if you listen to this podcast and your blood pressure goes up. Yeah, it could be a reactaholic too. See, this is not meant to raise your blood pressure. This is meant to lower it because you're laughing at the stupidity of people here. Okay? That's the whole purpose of this. We're not trying to rile up anybody. Well, maybe be a little politically incorrect. That's okay. Not meant to offend anybody. Okay? That's not my point. If the point is to take a chill pill. Okay? Really. This is a treatment for people to unwind, to laugh at the stupidity of others because we're all stupid. That's why none of the names have been changed in these podcasts because everybody's done something stupid, okay? But have you ever gotten a medical bill that was bigger than expected? 
Yeah, that, that might get my temper to riled up a little bit too, you know. But there's this woman near Atlanta named Taylor Davis. Now, she showed up at the ER with a minor head injury. Ended up just walking out because they were too busy to, to give her any kind of treatment. But guess what? The hospital still charged her almost 700 bucks just for walking in. She says she waited seven hours to see a doctor. That's $100 an hour, you know that? So she got pretty fed up and left. Then a few weeks later, she got this bill, 688 bucks and assumed it was a mistake. But when she got in touch, they said the charges were legit. Their email said, sorry, but that you quote, get charged before you are seen, not for being seen. What? So Taylor reaches out to a local news station. They did a story on it. Here's, here's Taylor talking about how she was charged almost 700 bucks for just sitting in the waiting room for seven hours and getting no treatment. What do you mean I have a bill for that day? I didn't do anything. I was really just shocked. I didn't get my vitals taken. Nobody called my name. I wasn't seen at all. I just came, sat in a chair for seven hours and left. It's hospital protocol. Even if you're just walking in and you're seen, I mean, you're not seen. When you type in your social, that's it. <laughs> Seeing that they're able to bill you for random things, honestly, it doesn't make me want to go when I get injured. And that, that's not good. Now the hospital says they're looking into what happened and plan to follow up with her. Yeah, right. I've heard that before. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know. Somebody needs to come up with a handbook on just being level-headed and um, practical and really, honest to goodness, I don't know, maybe if there was a handbook for everything like that, nobody would read it anyway, you know? And if there was a handbook for criminals, well, there's one very important piece of advice I would say that needs to be in that book, like don't leave anything at the scene that people could trace back to you and definitely don't leave a trail. A man in Florida named Dewey Smith apparently didn't get the memo. Dewey breaks into several cars, and he did it, well, while he was enjoying a pizza. Multitask criminality here, I guess. The police found marinara sauce on the handle of one of the vehicles. Yeah. And then down the street, they found an entire empty pizza box, which directed them to another car that had been broken into. And a neighbor nearby told police she saw a man that night who had a plastic bag filled with credit cards. He also stole the remnants of a Little Caesars pizza that she'd tossed out. That's unclear that if that was the first pizza or the second one, but authorities did follow the pizza trail and found Dewey, and he still had that bag of credit cards, but it sounds like he was done eating pizza. He told deputies, well, you got me red-handed. Here's Sheriff Mike Chidwood talking about the investigation. Clearly, this wasn't the smartest person that we've come across this week. When they started knocking on doors to see who had video cameras or whatever, they encountered our witness. And when they told her the circumstances, she's like, oh, that's Dewey Smith. You know, and he got the pizza from my house. When confronted by the deputies, he you know, puts his hands up and says, you got me red-handed. He was probably talking about the cards. I don't know if it the local news suggested that he might have also been caught marinara handed, you might say. I don't know. But anyway, well, 
<sighs> Some people, you know, just, I don't know, have no common sense even when committing a crime. They're stupid criminals, right? Some people are just stupid because they're just looking for an opportunity to get injured. Now, frankly, I don't spend my time looking for a way to injure myself, but here's a 55-year-old man who not only injured himself, he got himself killed. He was gored at a bull running event in eastern Spain in the town of Onda. Now, the man was repeatedly attacked by the bull at the Fira de Onda festival, uh, suffering a head wound and having an artery punctured in his left thigh. He died at a hospital in the nearby town of Villarreal. Another council has said that it had canceled all the bull running events in the town's festival, but other activities would go ahead. It was the first fatality of its kind since similar events were resumed in Spain following that relaxation of COVID restrictions over the summer. But despite the rule changes, only a handful of bull running events have gone ahead as uh, the debate ramps up in Spain over whether they should even be abolished altogether. The practice, you know, as you probably know, of bull running has been a long-standing feature in the Spanish culture. Similar bulls run, uh, the, or similar similar bull runs are, are held in neighboring France and Portugal as well. But, you know, of course, during the events, crowds of participants run in front of a group of bulls that are turned loose in a section of town. Now, in some festivals, the bulls are then taken to participate in controversial bullfighting tournaments. And, as you would expect, injuries are common in bull runs. Since, uh, what, 1910, at least 16 runners have ended up losing their lives during the San Fermin Festival in Pampaloma, or is it uh, Pamplona? Yeah, Pamplona, Spain. You've heard of the bull running in Pamplona, Spain, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I heard somebody actually doing a news uh, story about this, and they called it a tragedy. <laughs> Hello, if you die at a bull running festival, it's not a tragedy. It's natural selection. <laughs> I mean, like if you, it, if you, if if you're having coffee and a bull breaks loose and tramples you on the sidewalk, tragedy. But if you pay money to run the streets with angry homicidal bulls, hilarious. It's the second biggest bull running festival after Jin Saki. <laughs> Man, speaking of bull, you saw the new name change for Facebook. Well, it's really technically the Facebook company, okay? Because the Facebook company actually runs Facebook, but they're changing the name to Meta, okay? So what's on the horizon for Meta? Well, robots that can gather information about how objects feel in the real world. Yes, that's right. Meta is working on touchy-feely robots, and Mark Zuckerberg, the Meta CEO, can we call him Meta Mark? Well, he's helping machines learn how humans touch and feel with the help of a robot finger sensor called Digit. Very appropriate. And a robot skin called Reskin. Now, Zuckerberg hopes to use this technology in the metaverse by creating a feeling of presence in the virtual world, Zuckerberg wrote in a Facebook post that this brings us one step closer to realistic virtual objects and physical interactions in the metaverse. Now, along with the name change to Meta, you know, Facebook and also announcing that they're getting into the virtual reality game. I don't know. I'd like to imagine what Facebook VR would actually 
look like? Hmm, what would that look like? You're already missing out on the real world by staring at your phone all day. Why not just commit to Facebook's virtual reality? Huh? What'd you say I was looking at my phone? Now you can live inside Facebook. Imagine seeing your crazy uncle screaming at you in his underwear in real life 3D. And imagine seeing just how fat your high school sweetheart got. I don't know. Those VR glasses make marks on my face. Who cares? No one needs to see your real face ever again. You prefer how you look in filters anyway. That's true. Facebook wants to fully immerse their users in a fake reality with all their fake news. That's why we changed our name to Meta because Big Brother was already taken. Don't you want to be as happy as that woman who always posts inspirational quotes pretends to be? Wait, she's not really living her best life? No one who is on Facebook is living their best life. But don't worry, you already sold us your soul when you agreed to our terms and services. This is creeping me out a little. <laughs> We're Facebook, and we've only just begun to get creepy. I'm sure you're probably also wondering, what would it look like if I had a dad bod? I know, I've got a lovely trim figure, six-pack abs, toned muscles, but you know, that's just not the thing anymore. No, more women are finding the dad bod sexually attractive. The, the, the term dad bod, you know, has been around for years, a few years anyway. And if you don't know what, what it is, if this is your first experience to the term dad bod, that's whenever you still got some muscle tone, but you don't shy away from pizza and beer. Okay. And, you know, you might have a slight muffin top around the waist. Well, now clothing companies have started to cater to that look. You know, for a while, uh, the clothing store, uh, clothing designers for women were being criticized because they would only make clothing that looked sexy to thin women. But now they're making a big comeback with plus-size clothing for women. Well, now they've got dad bod clothing for dads. According to a new report, more and more men's t-shirts are, you know, tighter up top to accentuate your chest and show off the guns, but looser around the middle to make room for that little pouch. Like I've always said, you can always tell if a man's on the level when his bubble's in the middle. Now they're making t-shirts that allow for that. So kind of like the opposite of a slim fit. Of course, I haven't seen the term dad bod fit used yet, but brands like True Classic Tees are specifically going after the dad bod demographic. They're marketing their shirts to guys who feel like they're between sizes, you know, where the XLs are a bit too baggy on top, which I would agree. They look more like a big, you know, nightgown, but they're too large, but the, the large is too tight around the middle, you know, and then, you know, you've got that bulge. And some of the bulges, you got part of the belly bulging out, right? So with the popularity of dad bods and now dad bod shirts, you might want to add some to your Christmas wish list, especially if you happen to match anything on my list I've come up with. On the top signs, you officially have a dad bod. For instance, people no longer say, no way, when you tell them you're in your 40s. Or the rest of your body asks for a legal separation from your belly. Or your navel picks out, peeks out from under your shirt so often, the kids like to fill time by tossing M&Ms into it. Ooh, two points! Two points! <laughs> Maybe you can use it as a place to hold your salt when you have celery in bed or something. I don't know. 
the, or maybe another sign that you officially have a dad bod, the label on your jeans transitioned from Levi's to Kirkland Signature. Or when you try on your old high school jersey, it doesn't just stretch, it moans. Ooh. Or you threw out your back trying to tuck in your shirt. Guaranteed that's a sure fine. Sure sign that you're officially having a dad bod? You spend less time copying how Guy Fieri cooks and more time copying how he looks. Or you started describing yourself as barrel-chested. Another sign you are officially having a dad bod, you keep losing the soap slivers around your stomach. Or you can't remember the last time you fastened a belt. But you can remember the last time you cinched a drawstring. Two minutes ago, maybe. I don't know. Hey, you know what? If you got a dad bod, flaunt it, okay? If people like it, give them what they like. That's what I say. But I don't know. I, I don't know about this. I mean, okay, some people may get ragged on for having the dad bod. I, I know my insane Ford and nephew always takes his pot shots. One day he will have one. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Do all the walking that you want. Do all the little exercising that you want. One day, one day, you cannot stop your DNA, okay? I'm just sorry. We'll see. But I mean, how's this dude's band supposed to take off, though, if his dad keeps ragging on him like this? There, there's a, a father in Cincinnati got angry at his son because he wouldn't stop playing the guitar, which isn't that weird, except the dad is 79 years old and the son is 50. Fred Hensley Jr. has been jamming out for over an hour and wouldn't stop. So Fred Sr. blew his top, lost his temper. He did exactly the same thing that the son did to his dad in the first story of this particular podcast. He grabs a gun and threatens to shoot him. And then he actually followed through with it. Now, he claims he was just trying to shoot the guitar. But I think we all know, obviously, guitars are not bulletproof. So he ended up hitting his son in the side, somewhere in the stomach or ribcage area. But luckily, he didn't die. It sounds like the guitar, though, is toast because police found a bullet hole in it. After the shooting, they got into this scuffle. Fred Sr. ended up with a fat lip and some cuts on his face. And then he called 911 and told them he accidentally shot his son. So, well, here's Fred's uh, 911 call where... He admits to shooting his son. By the way, uh, keep in mind that Hensley is also a bit hard of hearing. 911, emergency. I accidentally shot my son here. Is he awake? I cannot understand the word you're saying. Is he awake? Yes. I need to know where he was shot at. Was it the head, the arm, the chest, the leg? Yeah, it's inside. They sent an ambulance and Fred Jr. Fred Jr. got sent to the hospital and the dad well, he got an escort to the police station. He's facing charges for felonious assault and domestic violence. Yeah, way to go, Dad. Yeah, father of the year right there, buddy. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, definitely not having a good day. Yeah, so maybe you're not having a good day. And this has happened to me. Actually, this is this literally, not, not the specific thing, but this situation has happened to me, okay? Had a great uh, weekend with my son. We went to enjoy a concert in the beautiful city of Columbus, Ohio. Went to go see 21 Pilots play in their hometown on the third day of a three-day sold-out concert at uh, Nationwide Arena. 
So, and of course, Columbus's uh, 21 Pilots' hometowns, it was quite a show. You know, 20,000 people packed into the stadium or into the arena. And, um, you know, we're getting ready to go. And of course, two days before, I run out of socks. Now, typically, I see this and we'll get down because, you know, sometimes I throw socks out because they had holes in them and all this kind of thing. So this is what happened. Okay. I haven't gotten down to the store to get another bag of socks, but also the washing schedule of my socks are, isn't really consistent. Sometimes you get your socks washed after about five days when you still got plenty of socks left over. Sometimes it's 10 days when you've got no socks left over, but this is one of those times where using a fake excuse probably would be better than the real excuse. This contractor in England, his name is Ken Moore, he posts a screenshot after one of his employees used this ridiculous excuse for skipping work. He said he couldn't come into work because he didn't have any clean socks. Did he blame his wife for it, I wonder? I don't know. You know, he blamed his girlfriend for it. <laughs> he said, well, she didn't do the laundry. So he didn't have any socks to wear. And he couldn't soldier through work without socks because his boots have holes in them. Okay, you know what I did? I dug through the dirty clothes hamper and pulled out relatively less dirty socks and just got an extra day of use out of them for three days. I went three freaking days on dirty socks, okay? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the most, wasn't the most refreshing thing. But, you know, I got my boots on, so who cares? I don't know. But anyway, so Ken texts this guy back and asks, are you joking? Then he said, fine, fine. Look, you'd better be there the next day. Now, one person online said that he should have offered to bring an extra pair of socks to work for him just to see what his next excuse would have been. Now, I don't think I would ever use that as an excuse ever for anything. Okay, really. Ah, man, I can't come to work, man. I don't have any socks. <sighs> wow. <sighs> how, how much does a bag of socks cost? I, I know I know what, next time they have the white elephant Christmas gift um, at the Christmas party, I know what we'd be getting this guy. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook, or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. 
And in our insane weekend review, President Biden told a group of New Jersey elementary school students that one of his jobs as president is to avoid answering reporters' questions. It's a pretty crazy statement, but the American people are just happy that their president finally told the truth. I'm sure after the president said this, a couple of kids did what kids do and ask, why? And then Joe turned back and walked out of the room. I'm just amazed the president was in the building. I mean, after all, I didn't think they let people like him within 100 yards of a school. A new report claims that due to food price inflation, this Thanksgiving will be the most expensive ever. And you thought the worst thing you'd have to spend was time talking to your in-laws. According to a recent survey, half of Americans swear they've encountered a ghost, which has led many to believe that their homes are haunted too. I definitely think that uh, this, uh, this many people believe in spirits, mainly because people consume way too many spirits. Per the survey of 2,000 people ages 21 and over, 63% believe in the paranormal in some form. It's hard not to believe the dead are among us. I mean, just look at our president. A private school in Miami has reversed course on its controversial plan to force students who got COVID-19 vaccines to quarantine for 30 days. I'm sure these kids are happy they don't have to stay at home, but there's no way they're as happy as their parents. I don't think COVID should ever be a concern in Miami. After all, if you've ever hit that town, you know there's way scarier viruses you need to avoid. Comedian Dave Chappelle stated that he would meet with transgender Netflix employees after his comments about the trans community raised some eyebrows. However, he won't be bending to anybody's demands, and he certainly won't be bending over. Donald Trump Jr. was under fire for selling t-shirts saying, guns don't kill people, Alec Baldwin kills people. Meanwhile, Alec's co-workers have been showing up to set wearing t-shirts that say, uh, hands up, don't shoot. The logjam at America's two largest ports shows no sign of improving, despite the president's earlier announcement that both facilities are moving to 24-7 work schedules. There's no way for Joe to know if these facilities are really 24-7 because he's in bed by 7.30 p.m. The, the Marine Exchange of Southern California reported that 105 vessels were at anchor or in a holding area waiting to enter the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, which account for about a third of all U.S. imports. And once they reach landfall, it'll be equally difficult because they have, well, dodge they, they have to dodge copious amounts of human poo. And three elementary schools in upstate New York are banning squid game Halloween costumes over that hit show's violent message. They've encountered kids, or they've encouraged kids uh, to dress up as something more tame, you know, like Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. The restriction came after principals at the Syracuse area Fayetteville Manila's schools sent an email to parents saying that students have been playing a version of the survival game depicted in the Korean Netflix series. No word on if the kids are still wearing those creepy masks, the Fauci ones or the Squid Game ones. Iran's president said that a cyber attack that paralyzed every gas station in the Islamic Republic was designed to get people angry by creating disorder and disruption. Meanwhile, the USA inadvertently angered Americans by raising prices on gas every day. 
And in a twist that might surprise some fans, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker has beaten out Christopher Nolan's Tenet to win Best Sci-Fi Movie at the Saturn Awards. Although people who have seen both movies agree that there are no winners here. (laughs) Seriously, both movies absolutely blow. I mean, when it comes to awfulness, they both get a solid 7.5 on a scale of 1 to cats. And Disneyland is raising its ticket prices to $164 for a single day. Pretty soon, if you want to see Minnie Mouse, you'll have to take out a mini mortgage. Angelina Jolie avoided answering a question about the nature of her relationship with The Weeknd while promoting her latest movie, Eternals. Apparently, she prefers going out on the weekdays. The 46-year-old Malficent star and 31-year-old The Weeknd have been spotted out on dinner dates in Los Angeles for recent, sparking rumors that the pair are romantically involved. Now, let's hope for Angelina's sake that his performance in the bedroom is way better than his performance at the Super Bowl. An Australian soccer star has come out as the world's first known gay player. Turns out his uh, ball-handling skills were even better than imagined. A new report states that Florida now has some of the lowest COVID case numbers and death rates nationwide. The media is asking for privacy during this difficult time. The COVID-19 cases in Florida are now so low that Orange County removed its state of emergency. We're finally getting back to the good old days where the only thing creating emergencies in Florida is meth. A Swedish company is selling a personal flying machine. They can fly for up to 20 minutes on a full battery charge. Then to get home, you just have to find a coffee shop that will let you plug in your helicopter for three and a half hours. And in a poll of 2,002 people, 62% say they are loyal to one restaurant or deli specifically because they make the best sandwiches. It turns out people actually are very particular when it, come to, when it comes to who's handling their meat. Almost two-thirds cycle through three or more different restaurants before they find their go-to sandwich shop, which is fair because this decision ranks among some of life's most important, you know, like who to marry and when to have children. A new study says that natural disasters actually bring couples closer together, which would explain why there has been so much bonding during the Biden presidency. And a woman in New Zealand posted a video of herself eating an entire jar of Nutella in just under two minutes. She calls herself a competitive eater. Either that or she found out her boyfriend was cheating on her. And people are all worked up about Pixar recasting Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story spinoff movie. But well, I guess we'll be fine as long as Cowboy Woody isn't played by Alec Baldwin. Former President uh, Donald Trump attended a Game 4 of the World Series where he was seen on video doing the tomahawk chop. chop. Uh, now, given the crowd chance that can be expected, NBC reporters are scrambling to find someone on one of the teams named Brandon. Some people didn't really appreciate what Trump did, but it was nice to see someone impersonating a Native American besides Elizabeth Warren. And it wasn't all fun and games for Major League Baseball. Trump is now saying that all-star voting was rigged. Now they're going to storm Cooperstown. The Houston Astros actually tried to keep their World Series hopes alive whenever they hosted the Braves in Game 6 of the World Series. The Astros, Astros were slight favorites. 
But the best bet in the game was the 15 or more, let's go, Brandon, chance. <laughs> the Astros went in at the negative 120, which means if you were to bet $1,000 you know, on the Astros before the game, your wife would kill you. Some liberal sports fans were still upset with the Braves for doing that tomahawk, tomahawk chop, claiming it's cultural appropriation. And you know what they say, you know, where there's smoke, Elizabeth Warren is sending a message. Kamala Harris received a booster shot on the TV set of a fake Oval Office. But in her defense, it was 11 a.m. and Biden was napping in the real Oval Office. And if you think the set was fake, well, you should see her laugh. Doctors say that unlike Kamala, the booster works. A Southwest pilot said, let's go, Brandon, over the plane's intercom during a flight from Houston to Albuquerque. At other airlines, they suspend you for this. But at Southwest, the punishment is having to fly Southwest. Also, seriously, I think the story here is that a Southwest flight actually took off. I mean, I feel bad for the guy who had to explain, let's go Brandon to Joe Biden, because there's no way he understands how Brandon has anything to do with him. American Airlines, they canceled 1,500 flights over the Halloween weekend because of uh, weather and staffing issues. Yeah, I guess when you hear weather and staffing, it means it was uh, nice out, so people called in sick. Some people say the vaccine mandates are causing pilots to skip work. Now, I don't know what's worse, the pilots skipping over the mandate or the pilots showing up who are still in their Halloween costumes. The Republican gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin is, was leading Democrat Terry McAuliffe by eight points in a Fox News poll of Virginia voters. Now, to be fair, most Democratic voters aren't alive to participate in these polls. See, McAuliffe's campaign nosedived after he came under fire for saying that parents shouldn't have any say in their child's education. Yeah. Who was the campaign strategist who came up with the brilliant move to tell suburban moms to shut up? Over the Halloween weekend, also six people were shot and a person was killed in New York City. And to be fair, four of them were Jets fans who just shot themselves. But the crazy part is anywhere else that you hear six people were shot this weekend, you're like, that's crazy. But you hear it in New York and you're like, eh, that's not bad. We're making progress. St. Louis mayor Tashara Jones didn't flinch when gunfire rang out during her recent anti-gun speech. If you know anything about politicians, it's because she was probably having shot someone at the time. The mayor said she didn't flinch because she hears the lullaby of gunfire on a nightly basis. It's kind of an admission she's doing a lousy job. I mean, if you're the mayor and you hear the sound of gunshots every night, shouldn't you have been doing something by now? Former President Barack Obama honored Jay-Z at his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction in Cleveland. It was like the good old days, you know, where Jay-Z brought down the house with his biggest hits and Obama brought down the country with his biggest policies. It's kind of funny to think that at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night, Obama was in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Trump was in the World Series and Biden was in bed. Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters was inducted by Paul McCartney. But you can't call him Sir Paul McCartney anymore because, you know, the woke people get all upset. Dave Grohl was actually born in nearby Warren, Ohio, which made the night kind of extra special for him. He says that on stage, see, but off stage he probably has 4,000 friends hitting him up for tickets. His mom doesn't know how to download hers and his phone just doesn't stop ringing. 
He was probably hammered four days, four straight days. Some people went to the Spice Girls. Some people wanted the Spice Girls to, to get in, but or as they call them this time of the year, Pumpkin Spice Girls. Well, it's actually the Old Spice Girls. And over 100,000 people attended New York City's famous Halloween parade. But the thing about New York is you can't tell who's wearing a costume and who's just dressed in their normal clothes. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, most stores along the route dressed up as going out of business. Mayor to Bill de Blasio, he went as a clown, so no costume then. Voters going to the polls to decide hundreds of races across the country in early November. You know, they've got a whole routine over at Democratic headquarters to alert the public in each race. See, if white smoke comes out of the chimney, that means the Democrat won. If it's black smoke, well, that means Hunter Biden is hitting the pipe again. The, the biggest race in the news, obviously, is the gubernatorial race in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Republican Glenn Youngkin was actually leading Democrat Terry McAuliffe by eight points prior to the election. But to be fair, that was only with living voters. So Youngkin shouldn't have gotten cocky. See, Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, and Joe Biden all have campaigned for McAuliffe, which explains Youngkin's lead. John Bon Jovi tested positive for COVID-19 despite being vaccinated. Apparently, here it comes, he got some bad medicine. Sorry. Oh, the band was forced to cancel its upcoming concerts. There was a time when COVID wasn't a top 10 thing you worried about, catching at a Bon Jovi concert, you know. Of course, there was also a rumor that the band's tour bus got into an accident. It was their first hit in 20 years. And a new poll shows 54% of Americans disapprove of the job Joe Biden is doing, and 71% think the country is headed in the wrong direction. And Biden released a recorded video in response, and, well, I'll have it for you once I get done translating it into English. The presidents are defined, you know, by their slogans. See, Obama had, yes, we can. Trump had, make America great again. And Biden has, let's go, Brandon! <laughs> New York City's vaccine mandate will force over 24,000 cops and firemen to stay home. So if you're uh, calling 911 during an emergency, be sure to speak clearly when you leave a message at the beep. My, my cousins just canceled their trip to New York. They decided they wanted to go somewhere safer, like Beirut. And finally, Alec Baldwin and his wife Hilaria have come under fire for posting a, well, rather tasteless Halloween photo with their six kids. But hey, it's nice to see someone come under fire besides his film crew. Uh, people are still giving him a hard time, but in Alec's defense, though, I mean, he thought the gun was fake, like his wife's accent. I mean, Baldwin has been relaxing in Vermont with his wife and kids, and Alec saw a shooting star, and then he walked away from the mirror. This genius. I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing. And now this week's genius award. And for this week's genius awards, we have a 23-year-old chicken enthusiast who's facing felony burglary and child abuse charges after allegedly striking a teenage worker in the neck because she was unhappy with the service at KFC's drive-through window, according to Florida police. Alexandra Maldonado was arrested following the confrontation at a KFC near her St. Petersburg residence. 
Investigators allege that Maldonado, displeased with the service, walked up to the drive through window and hit the 16-year-old victim, causing a visible red mark one inch by four inch in size. Now, Maldonado, who works at a Metro PCS store, reached into the drive through window to strike the girl, according to the cops. Malinando was arrested after her car was pulled over by police. She reportedly admitted to the offense, according to the complaint. Maldonado was then charged with child abuse for striking the minor. She also was hit with a burglary count for entering the KFC, which was actually closed with the exception of the drive through window. She was freed from the county jail after posting a $15,000 bond. I don't know, would she have caught a lesser charge if she had just hurled a couple of drumsticks at the kid? I, I don't know. She, she just bought the most expensive combo box in the history of KFC, that's for sure. And then there's this. No groceries? No problem. An enterprising woman on TikTok has left viewers utterly shocked after showcasing butter that she made from her own breast milk. A clip of the um, Dairy Queen's made-from-scratch bread spread captioned, My crowning achievement currently boasts 1.2 million views on the platform. Now, in subsequent tutorial clips, the self-sufficient mom demonstrates how she manufactures her memory margarine by leaving a jar of freshly pumped breast milk out until the fat separates and the cream ascends to the top. The extreme lacavore then skims off the cream and churns it with an electric whisk before finally straining the solids into a pat. Unfortunately, her cream of teat has received mixed reviews with her household, uh, per another video showing her taste testing the toast topping with her hubby, while her soulmate claimed that he'd happily have his wife's bosom butter on toast, well, Hall wasn't so high on her own supply. Yummy, freshly pumped and creamy, just like mommy makes it. <laughs> God, I bet you don't feel so awkward now about all those naughty thoughts you had staring at the Landa Lakes girl. Oh, gosh. I can never eat butter the same again. Or how about this? An 18-year-old Florida TikTok star deliberately sparked a 100-mile-an-hour police chase, then told cops who arrested him his wealth and youth made him immune from the law. It is claimed Damari McCullough of Pasco, Florida, has more than 4 million followers on TikTok and is said to make $400 to $450,000 per year was recorded being chased by the Pasco County Police at the intersection of State Route 54 at Sun Lake Boulevard. Now, McCullough had initially started the chase after he ran a red light, as well as doing a burnout move, which saw his tires erupt in smoke while parked just in front of a patrol car. After he was captured running the light, McCullough did not attempt to pull over as police attempted to signal him. He just continued to accelerate as the police continued their pursuit and pulled over into a nearby residential neighborhood. The police identified the runaway driver as McCullough after one of the troopers tagged him. They then showed up to McCullough's home to arrest him as he continued to brag about the large sum of money he made while police read him his Miranda rights. 
Mr. McCullough advised his state of mind was that he is young, makes a lot of money, and has a fast car, and he can do whatever he wants, according to what Trooper W. Kelly of the Florida Highway Patrol told WFLA-TV. Yeah, next time I think he should just try flashing his moobs. Probably about as effective. I mean, how nice is it to see the nation's youth being so well-mannered and respectful of authority figures, you know? I mean, it's kind of hard to believe, though. A social media influence... Uh, a social media influencer that behaves like a jackass. <laughs> I mean, whenever I hear what social media influencers make, though, I kind of ask myself the same question. Why did I go into radio again? And what about this? The Taco Bell uh, Cantina. It's the Taco Bell Cantina in Pacifica, California, widely known as the most beautiful Taco Bell in the Bay Area, if not the world. But despite its breathtaking beachside location and Taco Bell penchant for marrying people, no one has ever hosted their wedding reception there until now. With Annalicia Garcia and Kyle Hauser, high school sweethearts from Sacramento, wanted to keep their wedding low-key and fun. While the couple didn't meet or have their first date at a Taco Bell, the fast food chain is definitely a pillar of their relationship. And when Hauser was in college, the low prices brought them to the drive-thru often. While the Vegas Cantina offers its own wedding chapel and hosts more than 200 weddings a year, the Pacifica Taco Bell does not officially do weddings. But when James Amon, who oversees four different Taco Bells in the Bay Area, heard the couple's unusual request, he was game. So after a San Francisco City Hall ceremony, the bride and the groom, along with their whole wedding guests, all headed out to the Pacific Estate Beach to celebrate over some crunch wrap supremes. Garcia and Hauser rented out the restaurant's picturesque deck and brought along some Taco Bell-themed decor. Garcia crafted hot sauce packets into flower bouquets and filled empty Taco Bell wine bottles with string lights. Even their cake, which they ordered from nearby Pacifica Bakery Mazzetti's, was Taco Bell-themed. Best man reported the groom was met face-first with a beefy chalupa fart as he went to slide off the bride's garter. Yes, all right. Nothing says romance quite like a tray full of 27 different items, all made with the same five ingredients. <laughs> and you got to check this one out. A man who was riding around with a monstrous clown mannequin is facing a diverse series of charges after deputies also found drugs and a live grenade in his pickup, according to the Flagler County Sheriff's Office. The traffic stop happened on a dirt road in Bunnell, Florida. It's a small town northwest of Daytona Beach. Video shows the clown mannequin sitting impassively in the passenger seat as the 65-year-old driver, Lewis Branson, responded to deputies' questions about why he was driving with a license that was expired back in 2019. His truck tags were also expired, according to officials. However, deputies became a little suspicious and placed him under arrest. It was during a search of his toolbox that one deputy found a sealed can with a grenade tucked inside. I don't know if riding around with a clown is illegal. Whoever's been driving the president for the last nine months should be getting life without parole. I don't know, recipe for a fun Florida night. One clown mannequin, one bag of dope, and one grenade in the toolbox. There you have it, by golly. Yeah. And you'll never believe this. 
This person is after tricks, not treats. This homeowner in Washington, West by God, Virginia, recorded an unidentified woman stealing one of her pumpkins in the middle of the night ahead of Halloween. According to a local authority, the suspect was also spotted stealing pumpkins from the victim's neighbors as well. The West Richland police shared the footage of the incident on their Facebook page. And in that video, which was recorded by a doorbell cam, a woman can be seen appearing out of the night and stealing a pumpkin from the front steps of the house. Apparently, the homeowner was able to follow the pumpkin thieves for a bit and witnessed what happened to the stolen gourds. The post continues, the owner was able to follow the small vehicle down a neighboring road. The occupants of the vehicle began to throw the pumpkins out of the window as they drove with lights off recklessly. The vehicle is described to be a smaller, possibly geo-metro-style vehicle and black in color. Hmm. Quick, squash man, call the pumpkin police. Yes, that's it. How do you like that? Drive-by pumpkin chunkin'. <laughs> My kind of night. Yes, sir. It's something like good old Halloween vandalism. Okay, one more. This woman is facing several charges, including second-degree assault after she allegedly stabbed her cousin following an argument over a sex toy. According to the arrest citation, an officer was dispatched in the reference to the stabbing. It states that Crystal Denham calls 911 stating she stabbed her cousin Michael Barton, who is also her neighbor. Denham was sweeping the porch when an officer got to the scene. Now, Denham told the officer that Barton came to her home and, well, they got into an argument over the sex toy. She borrowed it and said that he wanted it back. The citation says she told him to get off her property. And when he grabbed her by the elbow, she used the kitchen knife she was holding in her hand to stab him. When the officer told Denham she was under arrest, the citation said that Denham started to yell and said she wasn't going to jail. So the officer pulled out a taser, and according to the citation, she, quote, formed a fist with each of her hands, bladed her body in a fighting stance, swelled her chest out, and began approaching the officer. The officer stepped to the side and pushed Denham to where she became compliant and placed her under arrest. And she was charged with second-degree assault, second-degree disorderly conduct, menacing, and resisting arrest. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Cousins sharing sex toys in Kentucky. <laughs> Nothing to see here, guys. Just keep on moving. <laughs> of course, there is no fleshlight good enough to get shanked over. Jeez. Now, if you thought you've done something really stupid, I'm sure by now you have a completely different attitude. And you know somebody out there is probably feeling the same way. So do them a favor and share this podcast with them, okay? You know stupidity is addicting. You want more. So click that little subscribe button to get that stupid fix and have new episodes automatically delivered to your podcast player as soon as they're published. Now, this is one of the two feeds a week, okay? And besides this bonus feed, we've got uh, the Saturday feed. Features Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, and boy, do we have a doozy coming this weekend. We've got some that is, if you, oh, I, I, I can't even tell you. It's just going to be, it'll be the, the most stupid one uh, yet. That's all I got to say, okay? And we have our insane game show 
where you can play along to figure out, you know, whether we have a fake news headline or a Florida headline, or if we have a steakhouse or a gay bar, you can decide which or whichever it is. Okay. But anyway, all the stuff you get on this podcast is five-star stupidity. Okay. So do me a favor and give us a five-star rating and write a really stupid review of the podcast, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, even if you got to lie a little, okay? Might even, I might even read your, your stupid review on an upcoming episode, okay? But don't forget, there's a way you can interact with me and the podcast and get the real-time updates as well as links to the actual stupid stories that I read on every episode by joining the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel. Telegram is a great messaging app. It's private. It's free. It's available on all platforms in all forms. And I'll put the links on some of these stories. And you're going to want to see some of these links, trust me, because they have pictures. Okay, so when you join the Telegram channel, you get all of that. You can leave a comment. You can share what you've read. You can whatever. Okay, so if you want to do this, all you have to do is go to a special website, tme slash insane Eric Lane t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You can see a preview of the channel. There's a little download button. You can click and download the Telegram app to your device. You have a desktop. You have a mobile. You have it for Windows, for Linux, for Android, for Apple. Just get it and get the and get subscribed to the channel. You will not regret it. Okay, and don't forget you can also follow me on social media at Insane Eric Lane. That's Insane E R I K L A N E on Facebook and Twitter, and you can also connect with me on my website at InsaneEricLane.com. And my final thoughts: I just want to be rich enough to stand in line at Starbucks and complain about my money problems. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulsar Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.